recorded live. Teach his faith. All the acts of the Lord have mercy or truth or torture. For thy name's sake, for it is what man his soul shall dwell. The secret of God and I God for his turn the Look upon my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Verse 19. Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the word of the Lord. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Moment with Christ Family Forum. And I am Prophetess Burgess Gordon. I'm here with Pastor Nemo Clement, and we're here as hosts of the Family Forum. We want to just kind of get started. Uh, I'm going to ask Pastor Clement to kind of review a little bit of what we talked about last week before we move on, just in case some people just give us a little synopsis, uh, Pastor Clement, of what we talked about last week so we can move on into this week. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Once again, welcome, welcome to the Family Forum, a man of moment with Christ Ministries. I am Pastor Clement. And my senior pastor is Prophetess Lydia Bukhari. I am grateful to be back on the line. Amen. I am grateful to be back on the line once again today. Last week we were talking about the different structures of the family. Amen. And we mentioned that there was the nucleus, the nuclear family. That is the traditional family, the norm that is generally accepted from time. Amen. We also have the church family. We have the single family household. We have the extended family household. And all those, amen, we talked about and we, we said that we are going to concentrate on two, amen. We are going to concentrate on the church family and the nucleus family and the rest of the others, amen, because of the conditions that are expected or prevailed in these two families, Amen. mentioned are going to be the norm from which the others as well operate. We also talked about the extended family and the single family. We said that according to research in 2010, the single family has been on the rise at 50%. And we also said that the nuclear family houses 70% of the, the men of the, of the married family home today. Amen. And we talked a little bit about some of the, from that point on, we went into talking about some of the issues that arise in the families. Amen. And we closed that, we closed at that point. And we said that we are going to talk about, we are going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages, amen, of the nuclear family today. 
But something came up, and so we are going to deviate. We will talk about that from what we are going to talk today. We are going to we are going to get some of the advantages of being in the family, of being a family, of being in the family. Amen. Today we are going to take a different we are going to take a different look at the family. We are going to we are going to talk about what God has in store. Amen. Why the family is being put in place and what we get as being family members. I was studying today, looking at certain scriptures, and the Holy Spirit spoke. The Holy Spirit spoke and told me, he said that amen, the family is one of the one of the provisions that he has made, amen, in order to be able to take care of or to meet the needs of his people. Hence the scripture in Genesis chapter 3, 16, amen, talking about amen, Eve was created out of Adam, amen, to be his to be a necessary help to meet his needs. Mm. Amen. And so Amen. we are going to talk, we are going to talk from that angle today. And I'm believing that Prophet, Amen, Prophet will will close us out this evening by giving us the seven signs of the family. Today we want to we want to concentrate, Amen, about the godly family. And what I'm going to ask today, I'm going to believe God that uh, the participation that we had last week is going to be amen, present today. Amen. I want to find out what we know about the godly family. We want to talk about the godly family. What is the godly family? Because we already we know what the family is in general terms. You know, we know that the family consists of a man and a woman that are married. They are children. Amen. If they have servants and laws and things, all those type of things that happen in the family. That is what makes a family. The godly family, we did say, though, the godly family consists of God, Jesus Christ, who is the head, amen, the members, the leaders, amen, and the, and the Bible, the word of God that dictates the life that we live. In that sense, what is the godly family? Anybody want to go at it? The godly family. Hallelujah. A godly family is a family that is submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ, whether that's a mother and father and children or grandparents and children or a mother and children or father and children. A godly family is a family that submits their entire life, their relationships, how they move through life, how they interact with each other, how they forgive how they go about their their vocation, they submit all of that to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, who they're in relationship with. All of those things are submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and they are led by the Holy Spirit. In my understanding, that's what a godly family is. Amen. Amen. I agree with you totally, my sister, that that's the mission under God is what makes the godly family. Because you can't be a godly family unless you're submitted to God. Because you don't know how to love, you don't know how in your own self, there's still some things that you need God to guide you with. He's the creator, he created us a certain way, and because of that, we need to submit ourselves to God. And that's where we want to go tonight, with that word, submit. (laughs) Submit. Submit. 
Ephesians chapter 5, 22, 3, 31, gives us advice, amen, on both parties, the husband and the wife. Amen. We are not talking about marriage. We're going to talk about marriage as part of the family. Amen. If a family could be married, amen, but the married, the married couple may not be a family. Mm. We are going to talk about we are going to mm. talk about that as we as we go along. Amen. But I just want to use that I just want to use that scripture. Amen. That Paul spoke in Ephesians chapter five by talking about, you know, uh, wives should submit to their husbands. And the word submit has been a serious issue, amen, in the Christendom, amen, because we look at that word as derogatory, because there is the belief and the understanding that to submit, amen, means to take the position of a slave, <clears throat> amen. But that is not what the word submit means, amen. This word submit just simply talks about loyalty to a cause. Amen. The word submit just simply says you are loyal to a cause and not necessarily that one is a rag or one has to be out of themselves in order to make things happen. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 5. Let me read, let me read that scripture. It is very, very vital. It is very, very vital amen, for us to understand amen, some of these words in the scripture amen, so that there is not confusion. We are going to see, you know, after this, we are going to go back, amen. We are going to go back to Psalm 68, verse 8, verse 6, and Psalm 107. And we are going to talk about the purpose of the godly family, the reason God has created the godly family. As I said, the Holy Spirit spoke and gave me scripture. And we are going to talk about that. You are with me? Go with me to Psalm, I mean, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to read from verse 22. When you get there, say amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. Amen. This wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, verse 24, as the church is subject, unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord of the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Amen. Verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Verse 31 said that they would be one flesh. Amen. Uh, that word there describes the word cleave. You know, it's, it's not our topic for the day. But let me go back to verse 22 where it says that wives 
submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. And so the submission is unto the Lord. Amen. The submission is unto the Lord. Submit. We want to have somebody tell me what they think about what submission means, to submit. I have, I have said that one of the definitions of the word submit is simply loyalty. Amen. Submit, what do we think about the word submit? Because there is a lot of, you see, resistances in families. There is a lot of resistance in families today. Some people, amen, just have an issue with submission and then you know on both sides you know one person said that you must submit thinking that submission means to be autocratic in nature to, to be autocrat autocratic in ruling and the other is saying that i i cannot i cannot submit because you might you're, you're treating me as if i am nothing what is submission mm -hmm. What is submission? Pastor Clement, I would like to uh, suggest that submission is um, setting uh, yourself in agreement with a vision or um, in, in a godly context, um, setting yourself in agreement with the purpose that God has for the family, um, setting mm -hmm. yourself in agreement with what the purpose of what God has for your marriage setting yourself in agreement to the purpose for what God has relative to the vision of the church that you attend or the kingdom at large or the um, business you own. Um, it's setting yourself in agreement and, and, and agreeing to, to have that mission be fulfilled by honoring the precepts that are set in that, in that territory or whatever whether that's family or church or or the workplace. Amen. I could not agree more. That is just that is just the that is just what it is. I I hear things like submitting to purpose, submitting to self, submitting to submitting to the word agree. Amen. Sometimes replace that. Amen. Submission can be looked at as being in allegiance, amen, being in allegiance, amen, with the purpose. Now, the, here, is a, here is one thing, here is one thing that I have found, you know, as you have said, you know, when you are submitting or when you are agreeing or when you are getting in allegiance with somebody over, certain, over something, amen, it is, for, it is for the purpose in order to bring the purpose to stand, is the reason you are agreeing to that. So if we look, if we exchange the word submission to mean to form an allegiance or to agree, amen, to bring a purpose to stand, then it brings, it brings, that, it brings that word out in a decent light for us to deal with, amen. In that case, when things happen, amen, it gives us opportunity to be able to pull back, amen, and be able to focus on why we are there. There are three things that I know happen, you know, as you have said, when you gave the, when you gave the explanation to the word submit, 
you talk about submit you talk about submitting to the purpose and you talk about submitting to yourself you know you have to agree amen even even in your business you have to agree with the purpose of the business otherwise you are not going to be able to carry the business out in other words the purpose the business in itself is an entity of its own that is bigger than the union that you form with the business. <coughs> Amen? And so in this case, in this case, the scripture is saying that we should submit Amen, to that purpose, because that purpose is of God, because the key there is say, as unto the Lord. In other words, even if, we, even if we look at that word submit in the ordinary sense of being derogatory, if the man that you are with is not following, is not submissive to God, you are done, you, it becomes a problem for you to submit to him, because the purpose then is killed. You are with me? Amen. And so I know last week we talked about last week we talked about uh do not be unequally yoked. We talked about one of the things we talked about was being unequally yoked. And we we you know we spoke we spoke on both terms unequally yoked be it that it can happen among members of the church and it can happen between members of the church and members who are not outside the church, who are outside the church. If we look at that time of being a man joined to one that is outside the church who is not who is not consequential amen to the rules and doctrines of the church, then you have a problem. There will be a problem of loyalty, there will be a problem of allegiance and submission because you have a creed that you must follow as one who is saved. They also have a creed that they will follow. There is a disagreement. Now, when you look at those that are in it, when we look at those that are, that have decided that have called themselves saved just like we are, in the same vein, we can from time to time and from purpose to purpose, amen, be in disagreement with the purpose that God has created for the union that he has put. Submission in that case, allegiance in that case also will suffer. The example I gave is, you know, yesterday, yesterday when I was doing Bible study, I talked about the union between Ahab and Jehoiakim, the two kings that came together in order to go and fight the Assyrians. Jehoiakim, a man, was one that loved God, and Ahab was on the other fence, but they were in agreement with each other. They got in agreement with each other to go and fight. Amen. And Jehoiakim suffered. Jehoiakim suffered, though he was righteous, he suffered because he joined affinity with Ahab to go and fight against the Assyrians. The Assyrians shot a dart through him and he died. Ahab lived. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Amen. And so the purposes, the purposes suffer. Any questions or comments? Anybody would like to add to what I'm saying? Anything come to mind about allegiance? The word submit. We are talking about the godly family, and this is the family forum. The godly family. Amen, amen. Am I... What do they see a godly family as? I'd like to know. Ah, prophet says to ask, what do we see a godly family as? A godly fam- what do we see a godly family to be? Your own personal thoughts. Your own personal thoughts. 
My sister told us already, is it somebody else that a person was born or what they see a godly family at? You quiet tonight. Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, come on. You ain't saying nothing to us tonight. Who, me? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, okay. What is a godly family? All right. Um. Well, a family that, um, a godly family is a family who live in unity. They, um, they, you know, they pray together, they, you know, they gather, they eat together, they um, worship together, they, um, you know, they, they do things together, and there's usually that kind of um you know, order and in the home and expectations, uh, certain type of ex- expectations are set and, and you know, like um, there's just unity and unity. I'm not I'm sure nothing is perfect, you know, no family is perfect, but but there's, you know, you could tell based on um, just based on how they work together. I'm thinking about it <laughs> while I speak. But, yes, you, you know. Just having that vision, that picture, like, you know, I remember when I was a kid and you, they sent out these pictures. I used to see these pictures of the mother and the father, little kids, and they all do together and at these picnics and they pray and, you know, they just live together in unity. And the um, after. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen, amen. The prophet... Uh, Prophet Jacobs said to us tonight, she said that the godly family has to be submitted under God. And I totally agree with that because we cannot function uh, in a godly manner unless we under God himself. So uh, my next question to that, because we know that in all the things that you even said, uh, Sister Sharman, that, you know, these are the things that we should look for in a godly family but yeah. it takes word what we were just talking about submission, and yes. I think this is this problem come with families because you know we read scripture that the women are supposed to submit to the men, but how about the men submitting to the women? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it, 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 it's a thing that we have to understand. This is directed by God. Just, right. Are the children? to you because I, I, I'm enforced because, like I said, my sister's on the line. I watch her raise her children, and there was not a man in the home. So the right. children had to submit to her, and she had to submit to her children and certain things. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So the submission right. does not just go to one person. And right. we have right. to understand that in order for a godly component family to come in a component in a unit, there has to be some submission from everyone. There has to be some respect for one another. And yes. if we don't have that, there will not be a godly family. When we love God, yes. we respect God. When you respect someone, you trust them. You trust yes. them. You trust <laughs> them. And I say, I'm going to say that two more, one more time. You trust them. And then sometimes we cannot trust people. We cannot trust them. And the only way we can learn to trust is through God himself. 
You see, because we might have had some situations and circumstances in our life, how we were raised, and, and the things that went on in our family tree before we got into a relationship, before we had our own uh, uh, children. When I talk on Girl Talk, we talked about in the very beginning about formative years. There's the first four years of your life, the first five years of your life, the, the areas and the things that are done around you mold and shape you, make you pliable to who you are today. Right. So right. if you had a rough childhood, you're going to have a rough life if you're not under God. If you, had, if you had a family tree that there was always some dysfunction in, and I believe all of us had some dysfunction in our family. So I think that what we really have to do is submit ourselves first totally to God. And that's where it all starts at. So you have to submit yourself to God before you can even be, begin to be a godly family. Before you can begin to be a godly family, you can get together. And that's why Pastor Clement was talking about being unequally yoked. You can be a Christian and be unequally yoked with a person. You see what I'm saying? Because that person might be in a place of submission to God in one area, and you in another place of submission. And you're not in the same level of submission. So you cannot be able to be submitted to one another. And I think that's the problem with a lot of families because we look at it like this. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian, so that's a godly family. No. Right. Right. No. It should be, but it's not. Yeah. It is not. Yeah. We have to, there is some yeah. more things that has to be done. And the first thing that generates all that is God. And what is God? God is love. So God's love generates that godly family. Right. It, whether right. it's a husband with a wife or a mother with a single mother with her children. It all takes love to do that. It takes yeah. love. You have yeah. to love. You have to be able to love. And because there's so many things that have happened in our lives that it makes sometimes it stagnates our love. So we have to be in the presence of the Lord to do that. We have to be in the presence of the Lord to get the love that we need in order to produce it to someone else. Amen? Amen. 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 The key key is the word godly. Yes. Yes. The key is the word godly. Mm Mm-hmm. What will be godly? What will be godly? What do we what do we think is godly? What are we going to explain the word godly? The Pastor scripture Clemens, says that. Yes. Uh, Pastor Clements, I just wanted to um to 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 point to the scripture that um supports what Prophetess just said is Colossians yes. three and twenty. Children obey Colossians. your parents and everything. Sir? Colossians 3 and 20. I'm just going to the scripture. Colossians 3. Go ahead, man. Please. Col- Colossians 3 and 20. Children obey your parents and everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. And then after that, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children mm-hmm. so that they will not become discouraged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's mutual submission. Amen. Amen. <laughs> To the husband of your wives and do not be harsh with them. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that scripture. Amen. Was part of the scripture we read last week. Looks like we are not going to we are going to hold that scripture, amen, for our studies through this family period. Amen. Godly. 
who also helped me with what godly is. The word godly stands for something supernatural, higher power. That is the way we see it. But according to the Hebrew dictionary, it means doctrine, godly. Mm. Wow. Amen. It means doctrine, rules, standard. You know, for instance, in Genesis 1, in Genesis 1, when the script, when the Bible says that, you know, God, God said, let there be this, let there be that, let there be that, let there be that. What he did was he set standards, and those standards determine how we live. We cannot live outside those parameters. Amen? And so when it is talking about godly, it is talking about the rules. Amen? The rules, the standards, you know, the precepts. Those things that we are supposed to be doing as a Christian, we have a standard set for us, which is the Bible. We cannot deviate from the Word of God. That is our standard of rule. Amen. When we deviate from that, even in the society that we live, amen, our foremost allegiance is to the Word of God. In other words, in other words, if the rules given by the constituent where we live disagrees with the word of God, we stand with the word of God because the word, the, the, the rules that they are supposed to give us to obey supposed to come out of the word of God. Even though the scripture says that we should obey them. Amen. If you read um, Acts chapter 4, you know, the thing that Peter and John went through, amen, kind of sheds light, amen, on that. And so that is what God means. So now, Having looked at it in that, looked at looking at it from that sense, Amen. Now we want to talk about when you say that we talk about the godly family. The godly family then can be put to put in this sense: a family, a family that is determined, or a family that is predisposed, Amen, to using the rules of God, the rules of the Bible, as their standard mm -hmm. of living. Yes. Amen. Amen. using the word of God as our standard of living because we don't have a choice. That is what we have said when we said that Jesus, when we say that Jesus Christ should come and be the Lord and Savior of our life, what we, from that moment, from that moment on, he becomes the dictate. Amen. Um, the, uh, our sister talked about allowing the Holy Spirit to lead allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. In essence, that was what she was saying. Romans chapter 8, 6 through 8 talks about if we, you know, if we follow the dictates of the flesh, we will die. But if we follow the dictates of the Spirit, we will live because the Spirit is life, John 15. Amen? And so the godly family owe it to themselves. It is very important for the godly family Amen. To get in the word of God. To get in the word of God because it is going to share the light. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, submission. Submission in essence, you know, as a prophet talks, as prophet spoke about, you know, the man submitting to the woman and the woman submitting to the man. What it does say is the rules that the family bear. Okay, the word submit. One of the things that it talks about is the rules that we bear. We can read 
uh, Proverbs chapter 31 for that. Amen. Any, any more comments? Any more comments? Any questions? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yogo, I think what I may have to do is I may yeah. have to encourage. Uh, yes, go ahead. Well, actually, yeah, I'm thinking while I'm saying this. In regards to submission, yes, absolutely. I agree with Prophetess in, in you know, with the submission um, that both right husband and wife need to, you know, need to submit to each other on different mm-hmm. level. And I know that biblically how it is explained is that the the wife submit to the husband and husband loves love your wife. Um, you know, I fully believe it's supposed to be both way, even though the Bible says that. Um, because um again, because many people are married you know, we're in marriages and many of the marriages nowadays it is you know, you may have one person really into God, you know, but we already, you know, people are already married before they found the Lord. And so I guess, uh, you know, the part is trying to get, let's say it's the woman who is, um, who is in the Lord, who is walking mm-hmm. with the Lord and, you know, and, you know, is able to get the children to do that. And let's say the husband is not and, even though it's a Christian woman and she may um, submit, but then if the husband is not in the Lord, um, it may be taken a different way and, you know, treated, and the wife may not be treated um, the way with love when she submits because sometimes that also can be seen as um, weakness. So, you know, again, um, you know, just thinking about what you are talking about, about the submission. So, something just came up to mind, you know, about this submission. And I would, let me, let me say this. Um, submission, you know, it, to me, it goes this way. Yeah. In the, in the family, there are, there are strengths. Yeah. Okay. In the family, there are strengths. Uh, I take mine for example. I'm good at making money. I'm I'm good at I'm good at making money. But awesome. you cannot you cannot trust me. <laughs> you cannot trust me to spend this money in good sense. Okay, the bank account the bank account for every thirty days will be in red. If you depend <laughs> on me to do that. I mean that yeah. is I'm, I'm in trouble already, and yeah. so it is my responsibility to it is my responsibility to find out if my wife or my spouse has the knack to to administer the wealth that I produce so that the family will grow in the purpose. Yeah. And if that is the case, I ought to leave that to her to handle. Mm-hmm. Because she is capable in that area, and I'm not. Yeah. Okay. That is what submission to me is. Right. Sure. The other, the other thing is, the other thing is that, for the sake of organization, there has to be a head, and so the man is chosen to be the head, and so that means that discipline, according to Ephesians chapter six and four, 
you know, and, you know, the order, you know, the setting of the order in the home or the rules that govern the home may come from the man. But once the instruction is given, that is where it stops. How the instruction is, dis how the instruction is dispersed is totally within the rules and caprices of the spouse. The, the husband does not interfere there unless it goes against the purpose of the family as, as revealed by God. Submitting to one another. Yeah. The man's scripture says that make the vision plain. Yeah. And the subjects will run with it. Okay. Amen. Uh, In Malachi, uh, that, yeah. you know, that is what, I... yes. yes, please go ahead. I Pastor Clement, I just wanted um to maybe you could clarify that submission is not abuse. Um, so many people um, do suffer abuse in um, men and women, and uh, many times people stay in situations that are not healthy when they're being physically or emotionally abused. And um, mm -hmm. I just think it's important that we understand that submission is not being abused. Um, mm -hmm. It's not being misused. It's not being disrespected. Um, yeah. It's mm -hmm. submitting to a godly mission. Mm -hmm. that's, that's well, the, that is that is very very correct. Um, most of what we are talking about, most of what we are talking about today is um, coming from the assumption, you know, there is a theory, there is a theory in psychology that says everything being equal. Okay, everything being equal, that is in its normal state. Everything is operating as it should. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are not considering the issue of abuse while we are talking about this issue. But First Corinthians chapter 7 talks about the relationship. You know, let's talk about this issue of abuse. The issue of abuse stems from the fact of one considering him or herself superior than the other. And the other has, mm. to, the other has to be under the whims and caprices of this person wow. who considers him or herself superior to the other. And so somebody malhandles the other. The word woman, the word husband or wife simply means woman and man. The Hebrew and Greek. Okay, it means woman and man. They are distinct in their own respects and equal. Okay, the reason they come together, the reason they come together is for the purpose, is for the purpose of establishing what God has designed. Amen. And so, mm -hmm. for somebody, matter of fact, you know, First Corinthians chapter seven and twelve says this. It says that if the man is not bringing peace. To the home, according to Paul, is a reason for it's a reason for separation. Amen. Jesus Christ, you know, we always we talk about uh, we talk about issues. You know, as Jesus Christ said, you know, in the book of Matthew, he talked about he talked about that uh, you know uh, families are not a uh, or a married couple are not allowed to divorce unless for the unless for the sake of infidelity, you know. Um, and we take that to mean incest in the family or the or somebody going outside the home to go and have yeah, come on, uh, you know, to come and have sex with somebody else. Come on, 
that is that is what we consider infidelity. Infidelity is idolatry, worship of another God. So anything, anything other than that can happen. If you are unfaithful, if you are just unfaithful to your spouse in any sense, and abuse is being unfaithful. Because it is nowhere given in scripture that you should become abusive to anybody, not just your staff. You can't even be abusive to your children. We just read in Colossians chapter 3 where it says that fathers should not provoke. You all follow? Yes. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So we are, you know, so when we are talking about this, we are going to spend sessions. We are going to send sessions to talk when we talk about the rules in the family. Then we will spend time to talk about this because the reason, the reason me and Prophet got together about this family forum is for us to be able to sometimes talk about issues outside the Bible that plague Christians in the family. Mm. Because families are suffering. The reason the Christian community is not growing and God's purpose suffer is because families cannot stay together. Meanwhile, the scriptures is fashioned as, is fashioned as a family. Everything about the scripture is fashioned after a family. The Christian, the church is looked as a family. And so if the family cannot stand, the family is the bedrock of the society. It is the bedrock of the church. When the family cannot come together, the purpose of God suffers. Yeah, yeah, amen. One thing that the enemy does, one thing that the enemy does is to destabilize a home. Because the home is your base. Once you are destabilized from your home, it becomes difficult for you to focus on anything because your base is shaking. The family is that. And so we do all we can to make sure that our family stays together. It is our responsibility. Amen. Thank you so much for bringing that. Thank you so much for bringing that about the uh, about abuse. You know, it has plagued. You know that is why people are passive in the church. I want to use that word sparingly. Passive in the church. They will not participate or do anything, yet they are acting and their actions are against because they have been hurt somewhere and they cannot let go because they don't know how to let go and nobody is talking about how to let go, how to go and get healing, to give the sites and resources where people will go and get healing so they can serve God. Mm. Then that's something. Yeah. Yes, sir, that is something you are teaching. You know. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is speaking. That is something. It's amazing. This is it's just a, it's just amazing. Someday we are going to we are going to talk about there are various forms of abuse. Various forms of abuse. You know, prophet talked. Prophet that just talked about God is of love. How can love reign in the family? Hmm? Yeah. Hebrews 
Hebrew 13 and 5 said that let brotherly lovers mm-hmm. abide. Mm-hmm. How can that happen in the family? God is good. Thank you so much. We are going to talk about abuse and we are going to talk about it for a while because when we get to that point, we are going to talk about how abuse, amen, takes place, the various forms of abuse, how it takes place, and how we can get healing for those of us that have been hurt. Amen. It is easier amen. said than not when one is hurt, amen, that, you know, amen. healing takes place. You know, one of my pastors. One of my pastors in Champaign, Illinois, says this is a sin will make you stay more than you want to stay, will make you pay more than you want to pay. Amen. Yes. So it does it Amen. is not easy. You know, my mother used to say that habits are easy to form but very, very difficult to break. Mm-hmm. To break. Yeah, yeah. Very, very difficult to break. So as much as we can, we desist from abusing one another. Jesus Christ just didn't die for you alone. Please remember that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Any more? Any, any more comments? Any more comments? Mm-hmm. Any more comments? Any more questions? All right. I want to take the few minutes that is left. I want to ask if uh, Prophet would uh, kindly help us with uh, the seven signs of the godly family. Amen. And we are going to continue this session after this. It is very, very interesting. I am grateful for everyone that came out tonight to listen to the family forum. Amen. And please, you know, uh, don't be shy. Don't be shy to speak, amen. Because what you don't speak might be the solution for somebody. Amen. 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 Prophet. Amen. That this 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 session here is very strong and it's good. And I'm hoping that everyone is getting something out of it for their own selves, for their families, and even just for yourself. Most of all, for yourself. Um. This is what I want to tell you, the seven signs of a godly family. And when I read this article, you know, I went in looking for something very profound, something strong, and I found something very simple. So I just wanted to share it with you so you can understand. Because we just said the godly family is love. It's love. It's love because God is love. If you are walking and acting on the precepts of God, you're acting in love. So that's where that has to be. In order for you to be a godly family, you're going to have to move in love. So listen to this. Jesus follows a call to stand out. Uh, When you go places, you shouldn't have to tell somebody you belong to Jesus. They should be able to see it in you. You know, we, I see a lot of people, it was back in maybe, what was it, maybe five, six years ago, everybody had the JJ, uh, what is it, What Would Jesus Do bands on their arm, and they, they was walking around with the bumpers and, and all these different things, but were they portraying the love of God? And I think that's what we really have to understand what God wants. His people should stand out. There should be something radiating in us that will make 
people know that we belong to God. We are godly families. If it's just me as a unit by myself, I am still a godly family. I'm a godly person. I'm in a family, whether it's my church family. So here is the seven signs of a godly family. The first one is to watch your mouth. Enough said. I don't have to say anything else. Watch your mouth. Watch your tongue. Because people are watching you. Two, display gentleness and respect in your body language. If you have a husband, if you have your children, say you're just a single parent with your children, display gentleness, respect in your body language. Three, don't think it's all about me. God says, love, give, and serve. Love, give, and serve. It's not all about you. It is not about you at all. Four, work as a team in challenging times and with difficult kids. Please, parents, do not let your children pitch you against one another. When you handle problems, you have to handle them together with your children. You have to handle them together with your children. Five, Read God's word to learn what a better way looks like. So how are you going to be godly if you're not reading God's word? How are you going to know what God looks like if you're not reading his word, if you're not understanding? In the Bible, there's something for every situation of your life. I call it biblical instructions before leaving this earth. Hmm. Basic. Basic, biblical, basic instructions before leaving this earth. He's telling you how to do things in the Bible. He's telling you how to raise that family. He's telling you what to do when your husband is probably just making you feel a certain way and you just want to blow your top. He's telling you how to deal with a difficult wife that talks a lot. (laughs) Sometimes women, we can just talk. We can just talk. We can just talk. And men are not talkers like we are. They don't respond the way we do. So sometimes we have to go to the word of God to even tame our own tongues and our mouths. So we need the word of God. We have to read the word of God. Number six, turn to Jesus and his spirit to fill you and guide you as you strive to live positively noticeable. Because when you say you're a Christian, everybody's watching what you do. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. So they're watching just to see what you do. So you have to rely on the Spirit of God to lead you. That's why I say if you're going to live a godly life, you have to be connected with the source. There is no other way to live a godly life but to be connected with the source. That is God. The final one is finally, make kindness your first response. Trusting your family members will do the same. Kindness your first response. You see, we're working, we have to walk in the fruit of the Spirit to be godly. Galatians 5 22. You have to walk in the fruit of the Spirit to walk in godly. That is His Spirit, that's His characteristics. If you want to know how to produce the godly family, look at Galatians 22. 5 22. It will tell you. 
I'll leave it back to you, Pastor Clement. Amen, amen, amen. What an awesome night we've had. I want to uh, invite my pastor, if she's online, Pastor uh, Prophetess Lydia, to speak a word before we before we close in prayer. Amen. Once again, I am very, very grateful, and I hope that something is said tonight that you can take with you, amen, and give thanks to God. Pastor, you online? Over to you. Amen. And okay, is either listening or not all that. Yeah. Are there any questions or comments we can take for the few minutes left before we can go to prayer? Amen. We are going to pray against the spirit of abuse. Mm. Amen. We are going to pray against the spirit of abuse tonight before we close. Amen. We are going to spend one minute. Amen. Scripture in Luke 10 and 19 says that he has given us power over all. Mm -hmm. Amen. Over all the works of the enemy. He has given us power to cast out the demons. Amen. To heal the sick, cleanse lepers, and so on. So we are going to use it tonight against the spirit of abuse. Amen. Any questions? Any questions or comments? Hallelujah. Please help me to help me to spread the word, amen, about the family forum. Amen. We me and Prophet are not doing this because we are experts on it. We are doing this because of the love we have for God and God's people. We just want to see God's people prosper, amen, and live peaceful lives. Amen. That is what we are for. So, you know, we will learn from you. And by God's grace, you will also learn from us. Whatever we have, we are going to tender here in this session as we meet weekly. So please help me to spread the word and let families come out so we can share and improve and prosper. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want us, uh, if there is no more questions or comments, you know, and if you if you have any questions, you know, it doesn't have to depend on the Bible. We know that this is biblically based, but there is nothing that takes the place of experience. Amen. So please, if you have any questions or concerns, come up with them and let us see if we can talk about them. That is what this is supposed to be. Amen. And God will bless you richly as you do so. I want us to take a minute now and pray, amen, for abuse. I want God to, I want us to ask God to give us the grace, amen, to stand against abuse in ourselves, against our families, against our children. Whatever concerns us, we want to be able to come against the spirit of abuse, amen. We want to, we want to just remove that from our hearts and minds and from our practices, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for what you have said, the message that came for the word spoken, Heavenly Father. Lord, we come to you tonight asking, Lord, that you will grant us the grace, Heavenly Father, against, oh God, Heavenly Father, the spirit, Heavenly Father, of abuse. For a lot of your children, Lord, suffer from abuse, sexual abuse, marital abuse, verbal abuse, 
abuse of every kind, Heavenly Father, because you are missing, Heavenly Father, in our lives. Tonight, Lord, Heavenly Father, by the power that you have invested in us, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, we are asking, Heavenly Father, that you will stem, O oh God, that you will raise a banner, O oh God, against the spirit of abuse in our lives. Heavenly Father, remove, O oh God, abuse, the thoughts, Heavenly Father, hallelujah, the thoughts of abuse from our hearts, Heavenly Father, and replace it with love, love for you, love for your children, love for one another. Heavenly Father, that is what we are asking for tonight. Heavenly Father, grant us the grace, O oh God, to fulfill your purpose in our life. Glory and honor be unto thee. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much tonight. I thank you for those that came out tonight, Heavenly Father, to hear your word. I pray, Heavenly Father, that your word will permit their hearts and their minds, O oh God. Heavenly Father, that they will use it, Heavenly Father, as the plumb line, Heavenly Father, for their actions and their thought processes, O oh God. Heavenly Father, henceforth we will come to know, as you have taught us, Heavenly Father, that you have established the family, Heavenly Father, for your purpose, Heavenly Father. And so, Lord, I pray for revelation in that eye. I pray for revelation in that life, in the life of your people, O oh God, that we will be after your purpose, Heavenly Father, and we will give you glory and honor. We will magnify you, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Next week, we are going to talk about the purpose of the family. That was what we started talking about today. But please, if you can read, amen, Acts chapter 12, amen, Psalm 68, and Psalm 107. Psalm 68, Psalm 107, Acts chapter 12. And next week, we are going to talk about the purpose of the godly family. Amen. Amen. God bless you for coming out tonight. Thank Amen. You. May he watch over you and may he prosper the work of your hands as you continue to come out to hear his word. Amen. I thank you so much for coming out. Please let us share the grace. Please don't forget if you can, you can go to the website momentwithchristministries.com and if you have anything to offer to this ministry, please do so so we can continue to do the work of God. Amen. Or you can go to givefy.com, amen, and whatever God gives you, please give, amen, for the work of God. And I know that you will not miss it, amen. I will see you again amen. next week. Let us share the grace before we leave. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and even forevermore. Surely, surely, surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 God bless you, and have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. You too. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.